Hello, everybody, and welcome back to part two of this episode of this Headspace podcast, the show where we break down new hip hop albums track by track and give you our thoughts and our opinions. My name is Holden Stefan Roy. My name is Chris Chrome. And today we will be continuing our journey through the wonderful album from Freddie Gibbs in Mad Lib, known as Bandana. So. We're going to do a real short intro bit here. Uh, we talked a lot, and we're trying to test out doing two parts. So if you want to hear the whole beginning and the first seven songs, uh, go ahead and click in the corner, wherever it appears, and go watch part one, because otherwise some things may not make sense. Like, we might have some tangential conversations that we talked about in the last episode. Otherwise, we're going to run through it track by track. Um, we'll get to that real shortly. So we'll give a special thanks to the patrons at the beginning while you're still here. It's Milky Dempsey, Chris Prado, Jonathan Barnes, DJ Black, Hurricane Linda, William Shuttema while you're still watching. And without further ado, because, you know, we want to get through this uh, rest of this review, we're going to talk about track eight, which is Flat Tummy T. You want to know what this song is about? Just go to the damn genius page. Almost every fucking line is annotated by Freddie Gibbs giving you a description of what the fucking song is about at almost a line by line level. Allow me to elaborate. The first lyric is, uh, I beat the pot like Joseph beat Mike and Jermaine. Writer, Freddie Gibbs, 4,131. That's his little yellow number. Beating the pot, you know what I mean? Definitely means cooking crack. Now I do, thank you. Like Joe beat Mike and Jermaine because he beat the ass, obviously, as he should. I have no idea who the fuck Joe, Mike, and Jermaine are in this context, but thank you, Freddie Gibb, for your insightful breakdown of your lyric. Um, Is it Jermaine a rapper? Maybe. I don't know. Maybe there's a different Jermaine. Jermaine Dupree? Or may- but who's Joseph? Who's Mike? I don't know what reference this is. Uh, then one came out the light, one came out the dark, but they smoke in the same. So yeah. Freddie goes, I made some crack. <laughs> that was dark skin crack. I made some crack that was real light. I did some crack that was yellow, all kinds of different weird colors. I had some crack that had bacon flavor to it. You know what I'm saying? But I don't know the difference. You got to ask the crackheads, man. I don't smoke that shit. I just make it. So here's the thing. I don't know what I can add to this that is better than what Freddie just said, because that's fucking dope. Did you guys know that there was bacon-flavored crack? I mean, somebody out there is like, yeah, of course I knew. I didn't know that we flavored crack. I didn't realize that sometimes it was light. I didn't realize that sometimes... Bacon-flavored crack. Like, are you... Well, actually, I could imagine the light in the thing. If it's crack cocaine, you can get, like, beige... You can get beige coke. You can get white Bacon... Flavored. I'm I'm not talking about the bacon. I'm talking about the light and the dark. However, he offered nothing to I break a fifty on blunts and give my smoker the change. Probably because I don't know what you can really add to that lyric. It's pretty self-explanatory in regards to it. Now I'm not trying to take away from it. This track is fucking fantastic. Don't even get me wrong. This the song where uh, I saw the interview describing how he had kind of composed at least this song in jail in full. And this is the first time on the album that Freddie does something that we haven't really seen. He goes fucking fast at like the second half of this verse like kicks it up and so in case you were one of those guys who was in the first like half of this album going i like fast rappers freddy's not giving it to me he just shut you the fuck up because he just came in and gave it to us oh uh he did uh he did an acapella at the show 
and it was super cool because he did it in double time and it's just as clear as how he raps on the beat so how do you feel about this track though um i like this song i really enjoyed everything that he presented with it the energy the beat everything with it but i kind of reviewed this song differently because i felt like there it's not like it's it's not written in a story fashion so there's not really like a narrative to follow i feel like he's just kind of spitting bar after bar and just giving you like facts and different types of knowledge uh so one i'm just going to kind of read off certain lines that i kind of picked out and really liked so first one was people won't let you live in peace but love to see you rest in peace that was pretty hard you know i i can kind of relate nobody really wants to support you with whatever you're doing and stuff like that but they will you know give you flowers when you die and oh i miss him and blah 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 but they kind of want to see you pass uh broken popping and drinking on the rest <clears throat> they got the best of me i'm chopping it up on the table because there wasn't no label gonna invest in me he had no other choice he felt like nobody believed in him he didn't feel like he was ever gonna get that label deal he was ever gonna be invested in so he had to do what he had to do that's kind of what i feel you know as a rapper myself i'm trying to make these songs i don't know if i'm ever gonna make it or have to do that maybe i gotta do some shit later on i don't know yet um step out the kitchen and step in the booth and drop heat on these rap people that's just pretty like i'm a boss i'm gonna do what i gotta do but it's cool how he's like i'm making heat in the kitchen as i'm cooking up the dope and i'm also heating up the booth with my lyrics i mean it's cool but that particular line i swear like anybody else could have wrapped it it's all the other lines around it that lets him get away with a line like that because in his case it's true but all things considered i just think that was one of the more boring lines on this song oh i actually screwed up because it continues and goes with um so step out the kitchen and step in the booth and drop heat on these rap people without a cosign you'd probably be filling my grocery bags poison flow i send opponents from riches to rags that 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 whole because like cool. in and of itself every rapper is going to say that shit but to add in i did it on my own i didn't need to get some famous person like push a t or killer mike to sign off on me being i'm kidding but it is a little funny right uh but like really he he popped up based on his own merit people didn't invest in him and now maybe he's getting some love from people like you know killer mike and push a t but that makes it a powerful line and what you quoted the first time i was like mm, i'm not sold on that one fair enough uh, I like when he went, uh, crackers came to Africa, ravaged, raffled, and rummaged me. America was the name of the fucking company. That, That's one of the best lines on this album. That was really, really cool how he kind of just, he's, he's really relating it back to like slavery times and just way back when and how like, you know, America was basically built off the black culture and built off of black people. So he's really trying to bring that to the but he's table. Also commenting on how it's not even a government or a country. If you look at how America's ran today, it's essentially just a mega corporation. Absolutely. Um, the chorus came in, which was pretty cool. It's kind of like an interpolation of like the first half of the verse, uh, the first half of the first verse, and then the second, like the first half of the second verse, uh, and it just kind of flows through, which is which was nice. Uh, but in verse two, I liked when he went soft or that hard, you fucked up regardless. Made up, made my mind up. Then in cart, then incarceration, incarceration, my destination. I would wind up addicted to medication. Just poured another lineup, overdosed with a styrofoam cup. How are they gonna find? us like there is there's for for freddie on this line there's really n no end it doesn't matter what you do and i feel like he's kind of coming at it like because i'm black i'm gonna end up in jail or or incarcerated i'm gonna end up incarcerated no matter what happens 
just because of who I am and where I come from, uh, which is something that really, really stuck out. And the fact that he kind of brings up this whole, like, ended up winding up being addicted to medication and just doing all these drugs and stuff, it's like he's kind of bringing out this idea like what fucking difference does it make nobody really cares about us anyway if we were to overdose how would they find us they're not even looking for us in the first place so that really really kind of stuck also out. like when it when, when i hear how they gonna find us it's more how are they gonna perceive us when they see us growing people who are supposed to be responsible blah 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 it's just saying they're overdosed with some fucking codeine you know like that's how they're gonna see us that's how they're gonna discover us you know right and then the last uh the last thing i really liked was supreme mathematics i'm on the right course yeah took that sword and knocked white jesus off that white horse and i i really like that um that type of thinking in terms of like how he's dismissing religion and he's and he's kind of dismissing this like ideology of of the savior and and that it's not really true and he's kind of questioning it which was kind of powerful to me a little bit uh but i I really enjoyed the track a a lot like i really think that this one has a lot of jam-packed information that he's just kind of going it's like free flow mind mind uh just like kind of writing down on a paper free free flowing uh overall though i did give the song a 4.2 I mean, to me, this song is ridiculous. It's got a lot of lines all over the place. Just, it's almost like you're, you're getting a sense of just a lot of different things that he feels powerfully about. Um, one of the more interesting lyrics, in my opinion, is definitely right after he does the styrofoam thing when he goes slave movies every year. Yeah, the master going to remind us if we don't take it, we don't deserve it back. And six thousand years done ran up, the kings of the earth is back. And I, you know, it's something that people really should maybe be aware of but if you go look at like just who wins grammys for black people and like the roles they play it's like always a slave or a servant or a prisoner or some shit and so all these big critically acclaimed movies that do show black people often like it's not really good roles it's like a constant reminder of this is your history it's not like white people's producing egypt black people's amazing architectural skills and showing off the struggle of building the pyramids and you know things like that aren't really being shown instead it's more like year after year we're gonna get reminded over where the fuck we come from i thought it was interesting when he goes fuck spike he mostly showed malcolm on coke with white horse fuck spike did, did the shit so he can get funding out from them white boys and then apparently in the annotation he goes i love spike lee by the way i said fuck spike lee because i love spike lee i told h fuck him like 30 times today that don't mean i don't love him you know what i'm saying i love spike lee i like the movies i was poking fun because it worked in motherfucking rap it was fun i don't think i'm like that's not the most realist rhyme you ever wrote freddie it's not i mean i'm just gonna throw it out there it's weird to go and say fuck spike and then after the fact be like just because they said that and then he misrepresented malcolm x to people because the early part of malcolm x's life is a little raunchier than the second half of malcolm x's life um i uh i don't understand how that means you love him 
sure, I'll give it to you. You could just be throwing in names because it fit the rhyme or whatever, and it was whatever, whatever. I think your explanation sounds like you smoked a fat blunt and talked too much on that little genius explanation you did there. That's just my two cents. I thought it was fucking hilarious. Honestly, reading his annotations is the fucking best. Um, anyway, I enjoyed this track more than Chris did. I thought it was really, really fucking amazing. Bar for bar energy is fucking dope. The beat again is it's powerful you can feel the passion in it it's a 4.75 for me it's really really amazing and i love this album so i know that if me and freddie meet we ain't gonna have no situations all right chris how do you feel about situations it's dope i like the super smooth uh, the super smooth type flow i like how uh the beat kind of gives me this different type of vibe it's got a lot of snares in it it's got these uh this type of boppy feel so that was really really cool um verse one freddy's kind of breaking down how he well, i feel like he's kind of breaking down what he's bringing to the table uh kind of like solidifying who he is and why he feels like he is this type of like this this stature of uh respect um I put you people on game, put some respect on my name. Freddie Kane, a living legend. I hit a stain. Cousin took two of the brain bullets, missed me. It's a blessing. Like, just right there, he's kind of showing, like, look, I've been in this type of situation. I've put people on. I've, I've made sure to kind of, you know, keep keep things stable. And I've also missed bullets. Like, I've also been around some dangerous shit, and I'm still here. I'm still fighting. And you know i, I guess where, that's where does he say he put people on in the bars i you put could. you on game put respect oh, on my that, name that's fair that's very fair i take it back did you think of birdman did uh, birdman pop into your head at that line i did but i feel like i didn't care so much to really just kind of fade off it really was like a huh birdman and came back to freddy um I like how he. I like the, the. I like the respect that he is chasing, though, because I don't want to say that he's underrated, but I. I think that no. I. I think that I. I do agree with when when he says that he doesn't feel that he's that respected for the legitimacy that he's bringing to the table, and and I could see it. I. I see it in this in this song. Um, in verse two, something that stuck out to me was. 1989 i seen a person bleed uncle stabbed him in the neck and it and hit his knees turned the arcade to a stampede i was playing pac-man centipede put me on some shit i never should have seen robin killing drug dealing in my jeans like you never know what life's gonna happen right you never know what's gonna what it's gonna bring and something as sim something as as i'm gonna say small but like an incident small as like your your uncle fucking up some dude in an arcade kind of could throw you down a path where you don't even realize that that's the connection and that's kind of what i'm seeing here is that because he was exposed to this type of life really really young for whatever altercation happened he kind of indulged in that and went down that path so that was something well, it's almost like it's when he says it's in his genes it's like it's the product of his environment all these different things it's like almost like how could you not expect it to be something he does given that he was exposed to it at the formative years of establishing what is normal and whatnot absolutely um i quoted another line where um the line with obama got elected today and i got arrested la county literally stripping a person naked and i never tell on no one of my enemies or connections motherfuck jeff sessions i'm selling dope with a weapon only union some of me and my homies got is this western that was dope um i like uh how he's using western as a um 
in a way for the weapons and the kind of like the western shootouts and stuff like that um also in relation to smith and West, smith and wesson i feel like that was also like a relation to the gun there that that kind of played out too i like how he's basically telling jeff sessions to fuck Did you off miss the western union connection like the money transfer place western union oh shit only union some of me and my god is the western yeah, so on oops. top of that the only thing that we do is link up is the money connect See? but you're right about the the gun part and all that shit but you yeah i missed that my I, I missed that um i like how he's getting a little bit political and kind of like telling jeff sessions to fuck off in terms of like i'm gonna sell dope i'm gonna do what i have to do um to well, make jeff sessions does not want marijuana to be illegal well there we go um i don't really know what like I kind of feel like I understand the Obama connection in terms of like it's the first black president. Well, and he's I think like he's a just black saying like getting this, arrested the same day. But it's like imagine like who cares about how Obama represents change about the same very day I'm getting arrested and stripped naked. I'm going through a system. So at the end of the day, that's great. But this is what happened to me at that moment. I thought that was a really cool line because it like shows that even though maybe some things change, a lot of things don't. Absolutely. Uh, those were the three uh, main parts that I really, really kind of stuck out to me and I really liked. <laughs> I did enjoy how he's giving us these different type of situations, really kind of connecting it to the title of the song. Um, but it was cool. It was cool to see a side of Freddy where he's kind of going back and, 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 and he's, he's jumping back and forth from like where he's come from, what he's been through, and also in terms of like what he's doing now and really just solidifying like I've been through these things. I deserve the respect I'm, I'm looking for. I definitely um, think you're right about the fact that he starts off the album talking about kind of the shit he feels he deserves and now we're getting a little bit more into why he feels he deserves that shit. Absolutely. Um, overall, though, I left I left the song with a 4.2. I mean, I really uh, appreciate it. Like, right off the jump, representer, street, I'm a representer, East Gary, I'm a representer, and then he flips it a bit, rest in peace, granny, I'm a represent her. And I like the way he puts it out, like, right away, I keep, like, this is my world, I represent this environment, this situation, I'm going to keep it like that. And then on top of that, I'm a bit of a softie and I respect my grandma like that because, you know, that's what we do. Uh, and then he just flows on through. He's just a young and thug and trying to check a million. Young and thug and trying to check a million. Windows tainted with the killer in the system. More than weed and liquor in my system. And, you know, it's kind of like you, you get the sense that he's a little bit riled up. Maybe he's got a little coke in it. He's ready to fucking go doing what he's got to do county lockup or the police situation we was in some shitty situations and it's just like looking back on on all the the the, the i guess the conflicts or what he had to do to get to where he is today and from that perspective and that's just like you know the hook i believe and it's a long hook but it's a really good hook and it really like sinks in for the song and the verses are fine he kind of like describes Again, just some of the shit, like spent a twenty, uh, hundred twenty on a rover truck. I had bitches when I rode the bus for the, which is an interesting point because a lot of dudes only get the girls after they get rich. But in, he wants you to know that back when he just rode the bus, he got girls. Guess what? I ride the bus. I get girls. I'm with you, Freddie. That's called game when you don't have a car at 31. I'm still, you know, can do I right. Way back when they went into a show with us. Now they call me nonstop so they can open up. And then does the whole other part that Chris quoted there. Like, it's got a good, it's a good track. It really flows in. And I feel like 
it does really reestablish to us that he has gone through some things, but also so eloquently putting just little conscious lines like I'm paying attention, Jeff Sessions. Don't think that just because I'm a fucking drug dealer, that politics don't matter to me, you know? Right. And I really appreciated the whole the whole vibe of the song, the beat from Mad Lib, the way that it's a different sound again than what we've gotten earlier on this project. Like I feel like we're in a different lane of hip hop than we were like two tracks ago, which is really cool because the same dude doing the same thing. Then you got that like kind of preacher radio guy at the end talking about the don't give a shit holiday. And it's kind of funny to listen to. <laughs> fuck, it, fuck it Friday yeah. and no give but a shit but Saturday. But if you really like look at what he's talking about in there, it's like you have to just kind of do you and don't let people judge you for how you live your life like look not everybody's gonna like you or agree with you not everyone's gonna think you're cool or whatever that's not necessarily gonna happen but if you ignore what they think and you just go do you and you really just say fuck it or you really don't have it give a shit about them it's kind of the the best way to live um get rid of the negative people who are coming in with their haterisms like to there are people who are just gonna look at your success or the fact that on a weekend, you know, a lot of people might want to go party. But if you're like, yo, I'm going to go make a podcast or two or whatever. And every weekend they're going to party and you're going to podcast. And then a couple of years go by and you got some cool stories and they can't remember that party. You know, like it's just that kind of shit will breed bridges in your friendships with certain certain people who maybe don't live a similar life to you. So don't give a shit about them and uh, respect the cussing pastor. Overall, I appreciate this track again. I feel like it's another banger. It's another great one to listen to. Like this album is shaping up to be a proper like classic at this point. Um, I give it a 4.5. I think it's got all the elements, man. It's got the story kind of feel to it. It's got the theme of his life. It's got the diversity. It's got the talent, the writing, the production is you're gonna want to listen to this again just because of mad lib anyway um i don't think it's giannis Giannis. i think that's a weird way to spell Giannis. so the g is silent i know it's greek name and shit so 4.5 but mm, giannis Giannis. so i know anderson period pack is a uh really well respected person who like everybody seems to like and everybody's like hold on how come you didn't listen to his album and review it? And I'll be honest, I didn't know that I would like his music because I didn't think he was a rapper. I thought he was more of an R&B singer guy. Right. Then I heard this track. And wow, does Anderson Pack sound amazing. Like, I've heard him before on other stuff, but I've never had him blow my mind like the, the way he did here. The track is dope. Like, just the way he does the, the hook. Ice will come with the fame. Flowers cover the grave. Power, love, and loyalty wash me clean today. Like, what's cool about him is that it's it's so dope what he's saying like it's not that weak ass shit like some of these guys who show up to sing on these rap songs who kind of sound in the same vein everything they say just sounds so like why is it here right whereas anderson just sounds like he belongs next to freddie like he's seen some shit and he's got some legitimacy i mean his whole verse the way he spits it it was just gorgeous i'd never really heard him before do a verse I mean, right off the jump, cane on the blood, shots to the brain, snow on the... I'm like, what? This is cool. Not like cool, but like cool because it fits the theme. It really feels like these guys kind of have shit to talk about that makes sense together. Calls for a truce, but truce came with snubs? Holy shit. We're talking about how gang warfare can't really end because when you try to, bodies hit the pavement. Money came from 
oh, Kane paid the bills. And I'm like, fuck, he's spitting the real shit right here, you know? I'm, I really love the way he does it. It's like he has this beautiful singing voice, and he's honestly making it sound gorgeous. Like like an R&B guy crooning about a lady he's trying to yep. intercourse with, only he's spitting some real shit. And I got my mom blowing, and I'm like, should we be reviewing his album that dropped recently? Is that a fuck-up to not touch that album? I don't know. Maybe it is. Maybe I don't like it. I couldn't tell you today, but I can tell you I've never been more interested in Anderson period pack i know that you're probably not supposed to say the period <laughs> but i don't care his name is Anis- Ty dollar sign i nine <laughs> yeah that wasn't relevant chris unless they happen to watch like 2017 now podcast. they'll go watch 2017 oh fucking out. bad that's when they call me an asshole and i'm like this shit was two and a half years ago bro go watch a new episode and tell me if you still think i'm an asshole um anyway freddie gibbs though he sounds proper on this verse and i feel like in a sense, we're not getting like revolutionary brand new concepts here. He's just rolling with it. But I kind of like when he's like, uh, fuck Sosa, bitch. I got soldiers and I put my people on. Yep. And again, one of the things I, I brought up recently when we discussed these types of dudes is the difference. One of the main differences, I think, between the fake motherfuckers and the real motherfuckers is the recognition that there is no way to actually do shit by yourself. You need a team. Yeah, you're making music there's a small chance that you're going to do all the music making as in all the engineering mastering production of the beats vocal okay maybe you do but then are you really going to run all the marketing you're going to do all the video editing you're going to do all the all of it you're going to manufacture it you could maybe you are that one lucky guy but then i'm gonna probably call you a trust fund kid or some shit because how the fuck do you have time to even go work or do anything you know like i'm just saying somewhere along the way somebody else is helping you how are you getting booked if you're doing all that other shit? You're not. You need to manage it. Everybody has a team, okay? Nobody really runs life alone. So when you see people being like, yo, I want to put my team on, my people get into respect because back in 2009, food stamps was what I was eating on. And he's remembering back to that. And now squad diamonds make haters stay on the job. So if you pay your people and you share the wealth, people won't betray you, you know? And then he made a corny ass Khaled line. Khaled, like, keeping the baby 380 with me, like Khaled stay with a shot, is one of the corniest lines on this album. That's facts. Uh, okay. I see Khaled and his kid everywhere. Does that make it less. I know corny, because I'm a corny dude. It's from a guy who can spot corny a mile away, because I'm like the ki- I might be the corniest reviewer that takes hip hop this seriously. Okay, I'm aware of that. So I know corny when I see that shit. Follow it up, it's pretty dope though. Bump that poison poppy seed, the Afghani shit from the mob. All I can tell you is, yeah, it's, it's freaking fresh. One of my favorite lines, you're is a cartoon like flip on the color cover of Lucky Charms. Every morning I wake up with my daughter, Dora Explorer. And I like that because Flip did have that cover where he's like looking like the Lucky Charms thing. Well, not, not the best move. And then Dora the Explorer is a show that according to Kevin Smith, you if you smoke a lot of pot and watch with your kid is a really fucking great time. The it, When you smoke a lot of weed and watch Dora the Explorer, a lot of the weird shit that, that happens in the show when you're sober actually makes sense. 
because you're back to your infantile state. Then there's just other shit like, uh, I've been dropped before, talked about, and wrote off before, hard on my sleeve in the ATF and my mama door. My Mr. Mongo told me, Freddy, fix up the posture, bro. Walk tall and never show more than you gotta know. Real G's move in silence, like Giannis. And I like that because, again, it's, just, it's the right kind of ways that fits into corporate life like look office politics is the same thing as hood politics in terms of the principles we we should all read 48 laws of power we can all benefit of it in the same vein people in the crack game would benefit from how to win friends and influence people you know the more you can avoid pulling out a gun the better your life is no i'm just throwing it out there anyway another banger on this album for me another really one anderson pack sold it like i said so well that i want to review his album maybe if you guys give me comments saying review that shit so i give it a 4.5 on 5 because this shit is fire nice um i like the track uh i like anderson pack's presentation on it i i think he does a really nice job in bringing this type of emotion uh and pain to his his verse as well as singing it and 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 really kind of getting that tone to it so that was super cool um you quoted the line i wanted to quote and it came all in the blood shots to the brain snow on the bluff uh i really like his react his his realness to it and the fact that it kind of sounds like he doesn't really know if it's ever going to stop like there is no hope to stopping this this is just a consistent uh loop or cycle that just keeps happening um i am impressed with anderson pack i think that i might go and try to see a lot of other stuff that he did because i did check out the kendrick out the kendrick track that he made as well i think it's like tinted windows or just tinted uh so i i kind of knew what anderson can do before i heard this track uh but now i'm a little bit more interested in seeing what uh what he can do something that stuck out to me with freddie though and the only reason why i'm doing this after is because uh freddie's verse kind of just felt like the last song in terms of just like and no but like like just it didn't feel like there was much difference in what he was saying except for the fact that anderson pack was there and it just had a different feel to it but something that came something that i really liked was industry got you sleep but bitch i'm woke i know the devil these people be falling off every day like ace hood roly bezel people don't understand that 360 mean a percentage of every income stream and how he's really coming in on these like streaming labels and how like do you know what a 360 deal is yeah they basically it's a 50 50 trade-off in a sense they give you everything they give you everything to make your stuff and promote all your music and blah 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 but you have to give them a percentage of everything you do your show your cut your show your album them your thing it's a it's i, re- I read it i read so what a 360 deal is where they give you a bunch of money and uh you so how it used to work is they would do the things like give you the money you needed to make your your music and your video and stuff and the label would clip um mostly just your like album sales and your your uh, publishing rights because that's another section publishing is more related to the songwriters and then there's another one for that so there's like a few ways royalties get splits down and then you would have tour sales and merch sales and shit but what ends up happening is on a 360 deal the label just deals with everything on every possible fucking front so let's say you wanted to throw your own tour and go make some money you can't because the label gets that money and then you have to keep in mind why this is problematic is because chances are your album costs i don't know let's say it costs a half a million it's gonna take you a while to make back half a million even if you have all this merchant shit like to actually go make back that money some not every rapper who gets signed does 
So you're not making any money because until you paid back all the money to the label. So what you're right in the sense that they take a percentage of every source of revenue. And that's the thing that's important is because previous to that, you had, if you weren't signing 360 deals, there were like, you could go tour if you were broke and make money. But the fact is, if you sign a 360, there's no way to make money. You virtually become a slave to the label. And chances are they're going to make sure, and this is my intuition speaking here a little bit, but they're going to make sure that you spend just enough money on that album that you won't recoup it which means what happens oh shit you still owe us money i guess you're gonna have to make another album now aren't you and then you're just stuck and you're stuck and what actual money do you end up getting seen from it so that's why it's a dope line because he's bringing truth about how the game works with a lot less words all that um but that that's really what kind of just stood out to me was just the the knowledge that he's dropping and he's really kind of and what i'm really liking about freddie is that as much as he is this like hard type of dude and like you don't really want to fuck with him and all this shit i feel like there is this part of him that's like i'm trying to help you guys like i want the best for you guys in this in this weird in this weird way he's trying to be positive and like yo i'm trying to give you the insight on how to be better and how to make the money for you as a young artist as a young person however i really like that 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 um that support that that he's trying to give out there at least what i'm i'm interpreting i'm interpreting um but i think my issue with this song is i had I, I did a previous review on this like i said for a buddy of mine and by the time i did this review i've already kind of killed this track for me uh so it, it's slightly standard at a 4.2 it got a higher grade first time around but after re-listening to it and re-listening to it, it the authenticity of it kind of died like i was just like what are you saying the authenticity of no, the song is died. No, not authenticity. Is it novelty? Like just just novelty. The first, the okay, first... novelty is a fair thing. Then that's this not... song's authenticity shouldn't change based on how much you I'm listen getting to my it. words. I'm, I'm definitely getting my words mixed up. I don't. I don't mean to take away from the the, the uniqueness or the. Dude, the this song's a fucking says. banger. Just because you listen to it so much, you got like oh. Basically, I, what I'm you're saying is I heard it too many times and I got sick of it. Fine, that's your issue. However, I'm saying this song's fucking fresh, and I'm saying this song, I'm liking it, man. Because basically, what I'm getting is great lyricism, well thought out bars, little educational nuggets, dope beats, and a great flow. I mean, as far as the checklist for a fucking banger, I don't care if the last song was also a banger. Oh no, too many bangers on this fucking album. It almost sounds like he spent a lot of time with the practice. Sometimes you just gotta rap about a girl. Now my rules when you rap about women are, it's kind of like this. You best be saying some shit that doesn't literally sound like the other 90 gajillion fucking songs about women. Often rappers miss the mark. You'll have the freshest motherfucking rapper make the boring ass girl song. And I'm like, come on, be interesting with it. But Freddie Gibbs made it interesting because he says some honest shit right you can tell that this is a dude kind of thinking back on the situation so you know she about to get off work at the club i used to wait for her, fucking up my whole family structure to clear the day for her. when i was going through problems at home i should have prayed more so all of a sudden it's like he met some girl and he's ignoring his family and this whole situation's playing out and he's describing some real shit like dear lord but i didn't so i'm tangled in this position made a commitment to both these women's and never considered both their feelings now you have a lot of guys who will brag about fucking multiple women and shit 
but it takes a real man to get up here and talk about how fucking around with two different ladies emotions and commitments is a problematic thing and you probably shouldn't do that type of shit you got too deep so i beat i should have just deaded it from the beginning and i admit i got a bit jealous when she was at floyd crib stripping and that didn't like me so you know i should escalate so maybe there's some consequences or like you got jealous of this stripper who's dancing at floyd mayweather's because he's getting attached even though he's got a wife and shit um she called my phone with all the rough talk i went to fuck off wasn't seeking another relationship i just needed to duck off got a cool new bitch in the boonies that pussy and not the dust off so you know that first girl up wasn't working out found himself a new girl and then all of a sudden his, his wife lady is like yo you kind of like gotta come home and deal with your kid and be a father or just get the fuck out you know so tell me that that does that does not sound like what rappers normally do when they talk about women on a track that sounds like a guy who literally lived out this experience reflected on the consequences of the situation and came to the conclusion that yo maybe the drugs got me crazy and this wasn't the right like approach to the situation you know um and then he has a little interlude thing and he goes into the second verse where i don't know if it's quite on the same thing but, you know, get it like Meech and Slick say, but she no comprende when I'm chopping shit up like a sensei to get rent in my trunk on more blocks than the Kembe. And now we're a little bit more on to maybe a different side of his life. Well, he's trapping for his homies. They're too incompetent for this balancing act. And it's just lines like that. Like, he's doing this shit to bring his people along with him because, honestly, they can't handle it. And you know what? Somebody has to be that leader, dude. Somebody's got to take on that position, and he's doing it, you know? If they really love me, they'd be keeping me from it to keep it 100. How you complain about the price when you're getting everything fronted? Oh, damn. That's like looking at his friends who maybe can't handle the situation. Like like here's the thing if you got the the crib and you got the studio let's say let's flip it to music and you got the connects to the beats and you got the connects to the graphic designer and you got the connects to everything and you put buddy on your album and shit and then buddy gives you some attitude and you're like bro you didn't even pay like what the fuck you take it to drugs it's like he's just giving people some shit like if you can't afford to pay for it up front you gotta shut your fucking mouth and take what's given to you because yo if you're fronting shit you know it's crazy like you can't complain about the price you're you get a worse price because you're fronting you know that's the consequence of that situation let's be real they come and go like pokemon don't get no r-e-s-p-e-c-t from my baby mama's mom put some respect on my name he said that twice not on this album like beatrice man in a mattress fake love i really need it like alan ain't need to practice and i really just appreciate this track because it does look at like almost like later on and you know it's like time's passed on and now you know he's dealt some shit and maybe the the grandma doesn't like him kind of like miss jackson she doesn't like him neither and he's kind of like yo i'm in this situation now where my people don't necessarily give me the respect i deserve or need and you know in a sense it's a weird song as far as practice goes because it's kind of like practicing at life and here are some of the situations that are coming at you and, and kind of how i dealt with it and i felt it was deeply personal and i felt it was super interesting to listen to and you know what it, it was great and i gave it another 4.5 and that this is mad lib gives us a darker calmer slower more solemn situation it's just brilliant track um the way that i kind of looked at this track um starting off with it and how he's talking about his his relationship with like women and his baby mama and his and his child um the first verse really kind of gives off like like holden said this kind of like reflecting feel um he's kind of reminiscing about it and kind of growing from the experience that he had um 
but and, and then getting into the second verse i did feel like it took a turn a little bit of like whoa where, where's the where's where's the family aspect what's going on and what i what i came to realize is that it's a it's it's this practice to be better and and overcoming a lot of the i guess the nonsense or the experiences mm. you've you've been with and that's what he's coming to do um near the end of the track he does you kind of get this feel where he's gone through his struggles he's gone through his mistakes he's admitted he's he's dealt and now he's trying to change and be better but now that he's practicing to be better he's starting to realize all the other shady shit and he's not and it seems like he's kind of confused and it's it, it's it's like this when you're in it you don't realize it when you get out of it you start to see how like dark and gritty uh, the the your the other area could have been and i think that's what he's trying to do on this track you you quoted everything i wanted to quote um but that, i think that's what freddie's trying to do on this track is really trying to just show us like this is what change is this is what growth is this this takes time you can't just fuck up cheat on your wife fuck your family up and then oh no i'm good again like you really need to sit back and, and really kind of get into it and, and, and learn about these things and really kind of flow with it so that, that was something that was really cool um it was a softer tone it was slower paced it was it was nice it was a different vibe uh but it, it landed with a 4.3 for me that's because chris doesn't see the absolute and sheer brilliance of this shit because maybe he's blinded by his cataracts this was like the first song in a, in a while where i didn't feel like it was bad by any means but i feel like relative to the other ones i had a lot of trouble getting into this song i feel like the beat was amazing and like the way he rapped over it was like good to listen to in terms of like the voice as an instrument flowing through it but there was like nothing in the verse that i felt i was i was it's not that there was nothing in the verse that i could grab my attention but just the way this song was packaged i found it really hard to focus on the lyrics as much as say other songs even though as i like look at the lyrics just some amazing fucking shit here but how did you feel about it i don't have much to actually say it's it kind of follows suit with a lot of the other tracks in terms of his experiences where he comes from and what he's done there's references to again like you know drug dealing and the environment and the atmosphere but what i think uh i really do enjoy about this is how he's talking about using uh smoking weed to kind of um ease the pain and kind of get through his struggles and and the cataracts that he that he has is because of all the negative shit that he's seen it's all the the damage and the pain that he's been through and that's why he's smoking to kind of relieve himself and, and try to keep that open-mindedness uh but there wasn't actually much for me to credit I, for me to, to quote like i just for me i just i, I felt like this was hype this just, but this this felt a little b-side for me um the beat was great the beat was great the the the, the beats are stellar there's there's nothing that madeline is is doing that's really wrong um <clears throat> on any of these beats but i think just the overall song for me i was like i i i could live without this like i didn't i don't know it, it's just it was what it was i gave it a four on five i don't have much i mean i don't agree with chris i think there's a lot in, in regards to stuff to talk about i'm just saying that the way this song flowed at me i found it harder to focus on than the other ones it was not as in 
it's really well made to me but like i'll be honest this one i might be willing to skip every now and again if i was putting this album on but even from the beginning like uh had to smoke that that came along with us because you go and rat us out just describing a situation after they robbed some crips in atlanta because that was that was like a problematic thing seemed like my actions was devil sin i can't sympathize fuck generation x this generation genocide your social stat make you fantasize about a homicide and that's fascinating as he's commenting on the generational thing because he's generation x we're millennials who come after that and uh, i like how he focuses on how like the next one's almost genocidal and its actions or the fact that your social score is so fucking significant that it could make you start to consider actual crimes and whatnot and i like how he goes to me the god allah is the black mom personified anticipating and killing my own in a search of wealth and it feels like he found the nation of islam at some point and I believe that happened at some point in his life, but you can just feel it in that lyric. It's straight up from, he, he's kind of discovering that end of his power inside of himself. And then I thought it was cool because he goes cold turkey on the dope, had to gain knowledge, uh, the knowledge of self. Or knew the Lord was in the room when my daughter took her first breath, cold turkey on the dope. So when he had his kid, it's like he had to give up a lot of the shit like codeine that was making him pass out earlier on in the verse. And then he may be maybe smoking some good good in the cadillac and whatever but weed's a very it's more medicinal it's, it's a very different thing and then he like flows on through and i think like stuff like you lucky enough to get you up with morals you needed to heed to that turkey bacon bitch like my toast buttered on both sides and in a sense it's like he's pointing out that he's a quality person now and, right and he's got that don't eat any more pork shit anymore um Chevy dipped in liquid cocaine, my Casper to ghost ride. I let some people go from the company and they sold up. I know that jumping straight to hell. I pray that they nosedive. Mama said, don't leave the house if you ain't got Jesus with you. And you're feeling like overall in this song, this more, it's almost like in a sense, when you smoke pot, you might find yourself feeling closer to God. And you can almost feel like this more spiritual essence of, of where he's coming from. Like just a whole other side of his character that we haven't really explored a lot on that. Like he had the cataracts that were blinding him moved away as he found consciousness within himself. That's cool. So yeah, the song has something to say, Chris. And I like the fact that for the most part, while sometimes it feels similar, no two songs really come at it the exact same way to a point where I found it boring. But I give it a 4.25 because, like I said about the sound and shit earlier on, um, that's fine. The next one is God Damn. On the one hand, all that shit I was saying about how he's versatile and he's got a nice singing voice and all of that shit is true. And I feel like this was a really cool song for the sake of versatility, for the sake of showcasing that he really can do a whole lot of anything. But again like i feel like we went from this shit that i was considering like wow every song is a fucking banger classic to like the whole quality in my opinion just went down a little bit of a notch and like we moved into maybe he should have cut this project a couple songs and not made it like 13 you know just just cut i'm not saying like made these are like deluxe ones because i feel and this is my opinion that this one just isn't quite as amazing as the other ones you know i might be wrong like he's pouring it out for the people he lost and you know in light of the fact that his life's moved on to a better situation you know he's thinking about you know all the bad you know 
like just where he came from and the struggles and so on that front it's fine like i reminisce that feeling when i think about it. a million in the bank i used to dream about it and i'll heat up in the whip i used to sleep about it up in the morning whipping cocaine up about it about it and then it's all right i just think that as far as like all the other songs go this one may have been a little more on the generic sounding side at a game almost it's like to a point of proving he can do it as well and make it sound good while he's doing it I like when he's like bacon ham and cold salami that's all they serving us you know stomach hurting the devil working but i ain't nervous beat the verdict but lost a milli gets left imperfect whipping birdies the devil working but i ain't nervous and in that little bit it's like i've had this second breath of life where i've maybe gotten rid of the pork and shit his court case cost him a million dollars so as much as he won it wasn't a simple situation like he gained a million dollars right in his life he gained his first million as we saw in the first verse and then he loses it in a court case over a situation that you know he ends up getting acquitted of the charges on or some rape charge that came at him in europe it's like imagine being in europe and all that anyway and i just feel like it was very top level compared to the other ones which have more depth and for that reason i gave it a 4.35 because the beat's really good and sonically it's really good but it's not as much my interest as some of the other ones that we've had on this project um this 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 is the one track that missed me out of all the all the tracks on this project so far this is the one track that when it came on i was just like what um I like his sentiment towards, you know, paying respects to his friends who've passed away, uh, you know, free the homies that are in jail. Uh, he's kind of got this personal feel to it where he's thinking back about his life and how things have changed and where he is now. And he's kind of like, God damn, I've, I've, I've kind of like upgraded. I moved up and I made it out but i just didn't like this song i i this is the only song that i just did not you're like. allowed to not like one um i don't know this landed at a 3.5 for me i don't actually know what to say just because I, I i read it it was like okay this is cool i listened to it i was like okay this is cool um i'm not shitting on madalib for the beat no it was great but i just was not interested and i greatly apologize for that um but yeah it's it's out of 3.5 all right the next one has some collaborators who are very interesting as we get some education so it starts off with mr yasin bay which is so cool to see him on this album like you know as far as people you're not expecting to see yep. show up on the album of the crack dealer guy Yasin Bey. Now it makes sense because on the other side, Freddie Gibbs has proven to be a very conscious rapper in the way that he spits his shit. How did you feel about this track? Uh, I liked it in terms of the wisdom, but uh, and and the, and the knowledge that they're kind of bringing to us. But I didn't really feel <coughs> the, the the track itself. It it seemed a little slow. It was long, and it just there was no umph to it. I felt um, something that Yasin Bey said uh, that stuck out to me um, was the jail overcrowded. They emptied out the school, which 
it, it kind of connects into um, something we spoke about in part one, where Freddie was explaining how like his 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 initial destination is incarceration either way. It's, it's cool to see how Yasin Bey is explaining like our schools are being emptied because all of our kids and all of our family members and stuff are all being thrown in jail for what for being black for being part of this type of area i mean just to like flow it in the whole part of the verse before that kind of looks into the relationship between maybe america and black people they go in one way they come out crazy peace preparatory school emperors and conquerors followers of followers goblins and monsters stone heart jewels and gold for the fools the bones of the innocent is buckles on their boots so in a sense it's like they come out as like in the name of peace they conquer they take over you know and then it kind of eludes each line being a little bit cryptic towards africans being taken and trampled over to a point where it gets a little more modern with the lyric the jail overcrowded they emptied out the school like that's the consequence of all of the the situation that happened throughout this history anyway nice um, so that that was something that stuck out with me. Another line that I, I did like, uh, but and, and I think a lot of my problem is that I'm my my intelligence level for Yasin Bey, uh, even when I reviewed his the album on Classic Quest, I, I know I'm nowhere near that, so I might not understand a lot of what he's saying. But I did like the line strange fruit, cyanide, sulfur and soup, it's tasty for a few and murder for the group. Uh, I, I I know I don't understand what that means, but it has the way to do that... with the song "Strange Fruits," which is written by Billie Holiday, which reflects the way that black people hanging from the trees is kind of like a strange truth as they're getting lynched. Um, so souffle and soup it's tasty for a few and murder for the group so it's kind of like taking the idea of these strange fruits and being death and shit but being like these ingredients where a few people like it but it's murderous for a lot of others which i kind of took i i didn't really see it that way but i did understand that that was what he was trying to get across and i really like how he put that together um but there, there's so much in this song um, and I know I didn't get time, enough time to really sit down and try to compact it enough to go through it. Um, but I'm, I really did like hearing Yasin Bey come in on the first verse and really give us this like, um, not like this rapidy rap, but really just this uh, kind of talking, kind of like poetry, poetry in a way, like like what rap is, rhythm and poetry, but not what we consider rap to be, or at least me. Um, so it was it was just really cool and really different and, and his voice really matches up with the beat and that was really nice uh i have no idea black thought like i know who he is i've seen interviews i know he's like a a, a legend in term like he's he's, he's the symbolic. guy he's the rapper from the roots I know who he's Roots very is, conscious. But I I know who he is. You should listen to Black Dot, um, and then take the time to go look up the lyrics. Yes, that is something I should do. But what I did like from Black Dot was when he said, "They say in the six bands are higher for the flight, so I may be a hitman for hire for the night." If you're figuring this man's maniacal, you're right. Barcodes on the wrist brands, it's not even an oversight. They intentionally expand, probably to extradite. If you want to play blind, just look straight into the light. That really stuck out with me. And and the way I kind of think about it is like, it costs a lot of money to have to go fly around and do what you got to do. So maybe you got to make some movements that get 
you that type of money. Uh, granted, he says he's going to be a hitman, but like maybe he needs that type of money, right, to make what he has to do. Um, yes, I like how he follows up with the maniacal line in terms of like that's where you kind of start thinking like you know you're willing to go be this for that, but it's 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 weird how he connects it in terms of like barcodes on the wristbands as if like we're all just numbers i kind of took it as we're numbers and we're just being tracked but nobody really kind of notices it like we just don't care we overlook it um i did get uh confused a little bit with the they intentionally expand probably to extradite i assume they're expanding like jails and and trying to i guess like just have more space to encaptivate these people uh i don't really understand the extradite part but i do like how he says if you want to play blind just look straight into the light like if you're really trying to just fuck around just be an idiot and stare at the sun and that was something that was really cool uh that i got from black thought you have any comments on that well i thought it was interesting because i took barcodes on the wristband almost like people are buying into these clear like almost giving up their wealth to sign their souls almost to different companies and whatnot like you may as well just put a barcode on your wristband and just ding ding and whatever and it's the deliberate thing so their goal intentionally expand probably to extradite so they intentionally expand their empires with the goal of extraditing resources and shit so an, an interesting thing to like just think about there is while everyone's purchasing their gadgets and whatnot is how china is they're moving into africa to you know take over that situation and almost go throughout the same thing so if you wanted to just look into the light you know and so so it's it's almost like if you want to play if you want to play blind you can look into the light as in you could pretend like you don't really see what's going on and be ignorant with it all but the truth is it's still there but the following line the puppeteers playing you for spite and worldwide what we're paying is the price and that's life and education i just think it's another verse that flows in and shows how kids graduating from public schools and prisoners underprivileged aboriginals indigenous sent images of that family that got adopted to president and some non-profits uh, non out of pocket and it's flowing through the situation where it's painting out the hood and it you know the systematic setup that maybe doesn't tell these young kids that they have any opportunities or any situations so when you end up with a bunch of young poor kids who believe they're a bunch of hooligans who don't have any opportunity or history or culture to cling on to nothing to really find strength in you know and then you move into a point where it's like uh couldn't see uh the plymouth rock landed on top of new morocco couldn't see who was firing shots the shooter got low and left a burning cross on the lawn just like a pothole i may not be here i'm feeling like i might just leave before i start a fire or fight and then he says on a other shit right. so when you look at like the context of what built up to that where it's like you know you have this racist attacks on your entire existence and you almost have this desire to escape the environment rather than be put into a situation where you have to maybe deal with it but instead looking at like now nah, but this is some bullshit that's actually going on and we all choose that like willful ignorance i guess that's what i took from it because yeah like, he's right it sometimes takes a quick minute to like really delve into it and i didn't really sit there line for line and figure it all out i definitely took it like each of these guys is taking their take on how the situation is set up and how almost black men are from the beginning educated into certain lifestyles now and then freddie gibbs comes in with his verse which i thought was pretty fucking dope um where you know he has that line where 21 savage was at the slut walk well i actually quoted it um i like when he said wooden leather buck wooden leather buck talk 
China White with Cut Talk, Cane Train, A Ho Can Never Put Me in a Slut Walk, Education, Traponomics, Narcotic Plug Talk, My Hands Was Right Back in the Birds as uh, soon as they took the cuffs off. Dude's dedicated to what, dude's dedicated to his, to his grind. Um, wooden Leather Buck Talk, I don't actually know what that means, but China White with Cut Talk, Cocaine, uh, cane train, a hoe can never put me in a slut walk. I feel like that's just a shout out to Amber Rose and like a shout out to. But it's also Savage. saying that if you're gonna be a savage, you can't go do the slut walk thing. I'm not fully agreeing with Freddie here on my personal side, but his point is, is I won't let a woman put me in a situation that compromises the hardness of my image. I think it's more gangster to go in the slut walk, but that's because you're going against the grain and fighting for some noble shade. But I get what he's trying to say. Absolutely. Um, education, traponomics, narcotic plug talk. That's that really stuck out because it's like, again, with what you were saying earlier, they're kind of taught and, and they're stuck in these environments that kind of teach them how to do these things without even maybe wanting to. Narcotic plug talk. They're around dealers all day. Even the local dealer on the corner is talking like that. So it's things that they just pick up and learn through the streets. My hands was right back in the bird soon as they took the cuffs off. Dude took the cuffs off. He went back to flipping coke basically what he's saying uh which shows his dedication shows he it also like, shows like this is the only life available to me right yeah. it's like there are no other choices there are no other things if maybe there were maybe if i was had been given the same opportunity as everyone else and this is some shit where it's hard for me to relate to because in canada my welfare gives you enough money to like fucking pay your bills and <laughs> so nobody really has to go you have to go to that life if you want to have fun you don't have to go into that life if you want to eat absolutely um but that's really what i took from freddie i i my issue with this song though is really just there isn't enough oomph that's all i have to say i like how they transition between each other i like the little break where they go education See, and that's the thing i didn't like i hated the break part where i i don't i education and then it pauses and it stops for a few seconds and then the next guy just comes in and does his verse that was my least favorite part of this song well, I actually enjoyed it. I think it, it's really there. I think they're I think what they were trying to do with this was just really focus on the knowledge and really get into the nitty gritty of what they wanted to say. And they weren't trying to really make it into like an actual song that you can get distracted by. Um, I guess. I left it with a 4.5. I thought it was really dope. I mean, I thought it was cool because you have like these conscious guys coming in and like revered thinker types coming in and then freddie who's almost like what was being described the product of that environment coming in like it's true dogs and this is the situation from my point of view as well because like i said freddie is conscious in the way he spits it so he totally belongs here right. i love the lyric you ain't late you litter like trump's twitter feed and again just that little point like taking that little shot saying yo the stuff this man says is literally litter like you who ain't lit plus it's a good line because lit and litter share some common ground or uh you ain't from no set if you wasn't gang banking in little league so you can't just like all of a sudden be in a set it's more like you had to grow up here you had to be part of that from when you were young it's not just some shit you can buy your way into type crap honest fascinating cost of life on uh, we stay so high that's why we can't come up my credit score is zero i'm still pulling ranges up Oof. them cash counters is counteracted the paper cuts gas by a pump when dominique used to lace them up i just love the fact that he comes in and he's like yo i ain't got credit 
my shit's fucked up. But yo, I got cars. And it's just like, look, man, there are other ways to deal with this situation. So in a sense, we learned earlier on the album, Crime Pays. But at the same point, crime is also the education that's given to people and whatever. But I agree with you. The beat, the overall tone, the way everyone rapped, there was like this oomph that wasn't there. On the other hand, it's the only song that's like this. And I thought that was cool from the versatility front of things and showcasing it. Plus after proving how real it is to take some time to get real conscious with it like this right before the end of the album is really cool to me it just shows where his priorities are at like it's not about flossing it's about sharing it's about lifting up others and shit and i think that's pretty fucking fresh and dope anyway there's one more on this project and it's called soul right all right this one's soulful and soul right and his soul's gonna get right on this one ah get it no but it's nice man it just it flows in smooth you know what i'm saying too motherfucking smooth bitch bald head head like a baby a baby ass bitch yeah i think that's hilarious how he somehow manages to bring his head into it while describing how the beat's smooth his head is smooth it's fucking funny to me um and then you know here to fucking remain uh still fuck the police and then he rolls into the verse and i think that's like it was a good intro it's like as the last song on this album it just is such a calming vibe like you right away you just feel like things are gonna be okay right off the jump and i think that's a good way to like put the tone for the end of a project like this which is cool uh what do you think of this song i thought it was a nice way to end the album in terms of kind of like just trying to get back to where he wants to be <clears throat> i felt like he was um, just just trying to end on a positive note. Uh, I like how he goes, rest in peace, Terrence Crutcher, motherfucker, Betty Shelby, fuck that bitch. I never wish death, but bitch, I find a hollow tip and inhale it. Like, it's really this deep type of like, whoa, like you're you're going through shit, but you're also trying to kind of get out and, 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 and try to figure this out. And Wait, what? <clears throat> That's a cop who shot a kid and got off, so he wants to fucking kill her because like he doesn't normally want to wish death, but that is a fucked up situation. How this white cop lady was able to successfully kill a kid i understand that i took it differently in turn i know what the context of the situation is but i took it as him kind of experiencing like him looking at this and he's just like dude this is really fucked up which makes sense as long as we discuss what the thing that is fucked up is absolutely um but the the song itself um i'll be honest I was rushing by this point at the end because I was actually on my way here. Um, I like the overall sound of it. I didn't really get time to really sit down with the lyrics, but it it, it has uh, this nice feel of, I guess, overcoming these struggles. Something I did like, though, was every day I fuck up a bulletproof glass chicken plate. Uh, empty stomach, broken heart, and empty pocket. Three things that occur to show you if you and your homies solid, know that they won't prosper, but the devil still gonna form the weapon. Like, no matter what he does, he's still a fuck up. And that's kind of what I got from the bulletproof glass on the chicken plate. It refers to, you know, cutting coke and all this shit. But the fact that the glass was bulletproof and it's still breaking, it's like, he feels like he's a fuck up and he's trying to get out of it. Empty stomach, broken heart, and empty pocket. Hasn't eaten broken well, up when he says bulletproof glass chicken plate apparently and this is what genius is telling me that has to do with him cooking up some crack in a pyrex glass 
Makes sense. And then the following, empty stomach, broken heart, and empty pockets. When you're broke, hungry, and heartbroken, these are the things that will show you if the people on your team are actually with you or if yep. they're fake as fuck because that's when people dip out and they won't prosper, but the devil's still going to form the weapon. And that just has to be like the people that who may not succeed with you. Uh, uh, the people who are going to come at you aren't going to prosper, but the devil's still going to make it as complicated and make you feel like everyone else is going to, regardless of, like, put that doubt in your mind, regardless of the situation. So you can't hold no grudges. My hands is too busy catching blessings. Yeah, blessings. And then you look at that hook. Yeah, and I've been struggling my whole life. Yeah, I pour it up and get my soul right because I've been struggling my whole life. So I broke it down and it was all white. And it's like, the fact is, he has been struggling and, and it, almost like in his way out is this dark, twisted tale of how he had to sell the cocaine to escape. You know, he had to sell crack because it was the only way out. But because of that, he's almost able to get right with God because he was able to go through this dark tribulation period. But now that he's done the bad and things or whatever, he's at a point where he wants to get that redemption and make his soul right. And I really like that. I like the overall flow of this song and just the overall pensiveness to it like it's a good way to to end it you know it's really fun i don't have a lot more to say about it honestly i feel like at this point it was like the end of the album and it just felt like a fitting closing to everything where if you are going to go through maybe the darker paths of things and you are going to have to do some shit there are the people who almost want to make it sound cool forever or who are glorified or, or sell this life but the people who really go through it it weighs on them and these things are like post-traumatic stress disorder where you you find yourself almost craving you know escape from that like dark feeling so you go through this redemption quest and you try to like find a way to make things right and that's what i see so many of these guys doing whether it's bringing up your team whether it's investing in the community but that's what it's supposed to be if you do bad you gotta find some way to balance out that weight or how can you really live with it and i think that is a fitting ending to an album like this because of the depth of like what we've covered and some of the darker shit it isn't like this is an album of a guy who's like yeah i so coke i'm a fucking gangbanger i'm so cool it's this is the real life like feelings that went into that whole situation culminating with his desire for redemption beautiful ending this is a four and a half on five to me absolutely um i really enjoyed the song and i really enjoyed how he's how he's like again bringing that positive support and really feeling like i can overcome anything and you know when you really sit down through the album and really listen to what he's been through and all the experiences i feel like myself it's like damn if he can get over anything i can also do the same and it really gave me that type of that type of ambition and and and, and drive to want to do I guess do better in in my life maybe I'm not saying that Freddie's a bad person I'm just saying like I want to achieve and I want to become successful so that was something that was really cool um I left that song with a 4.2 it, it was just like a it was a nice softer track for me all right um so I guess that comes to the end of this album review the second part of this album review so hopefully you're still with us and you clicked on both videos and went through this journey to find out that i gave this album a fucking four and a half on five and here's what i'm gonna say this shit is a very well made album that i to me it's like a classic it's because it's so well-rounded and personal i feel like i got to know freddie i feel like but prior to this like in the last album when we did it when we did the uh Fetty. Fetty Roma. It's not called Fetty Roma, it's called Fetty and it had Roma written under it on the cover. But it's called Fetty. I looked it up in the middle of the podcast. Um at least there's facts. <laughs> <laughs> so like 
Um, when you look at that, I don't feel like I got the same. I felt like it was flossy, it was hard. You could tell it was legit and authentic. But this felt like a guy pouring his heart and soul out with the intent of you maybe trying to learn some shit from it. All 15 songs came off different and covered different subject matter and approached different things. It was versatile. Like, I, I'm willing to say it's a modern classic. Will it go down 20 years as a classic? I don't know. But, like, I, it's just right up there with these excellent albums we've seen coming out, these fully constructed, well-thought-out guys in their 30s making proper albums situation that's going on benita butcher came out and did that shit um can't remember who else th this year has done that shit but like in the last two weeks i feel like we got that dope ass benny project we got this project and both of them which just blew my mind on the profound quality of these adults making music so i think it's really cool and maybe uh maybe we should get more of it because i'm really liking this and i cannot recommend this album enough even if like maybe you're a little iffy about crack dealing and shit fine but get over yourself and go listen to what this man has to say about the whole situation i feel like he gives it he gives the overall subject matter a really honest take that's worth hearing nice um i really enjoyed the album i really i do agree i think there's a lot of size to freddie on this album it gets very personal it gets very uh descriptive and and you really get the, these these images and these visions of like where he's been through and what he's gone through um the album itself did get a 4.2 for me i really enjoyed it i thought it was it, it was really really hype the i wanted to comment though on the, the 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 concept of being a classic um lately with a lot of the podcasts i'm listening to and the the way i'm kind of seeing music pop out now I think that deeming something a classic needs and right now like things that are coming out like this album I want to see what happens in the next like four or five years or when 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 we get I don't need to see what happens I'm saying it's a modern classic cool um, I, I I wouldn't disagree but I, I I'm bringing light I'm trying to I guess I'm trying to start that conversation of like what is a classic anymore is that, I guess I mean I can answer that question because I spent a lot of time thinking about that because week over week we go through a show called the classic quest go ahead a classic is something that can stand the test of time and honestly the only thing you can call a classic in all fairness is something that is able to last over time so that's why I'm saying now this album has all the elements of a project that will be able to pass the test of time. Okay. Now, if Freddie doesn't fuck up his career and he keeps going on it, this is gonna be like an album that is a huge asset for, for like it's something people I believe will remember. So what you can do is look at all the classic albums and then see what people are doing today that matches the elements of those. Like, why is Good Kids Mad City considered a classic? Is it really a classic? And then you have to have the conversation of like history and whatnot. Classic such an arbitrary term. Mm -hmm. It really is. How things become classic sometimes is really fucking stupid. In a lot of cases, it's because somebody older than you said it was a classic. Be that as it may. Then there's seminal seminal albums or albums that might not be classics but are the first to accomplish something or are historically significant in some way and a lot of seminal albums are classics all i'm trying to say is that you're right that throwing the word classic around is probably a bad idea for a lot of things and that's why i'll call it a modern classic because every era has its classics and right. every scene has its classics and all of these different things so is this a classic of all time no but as far as albums that are going to come out in 2019, this is going to rank as one of the classics of this year. I agree. 
So yes, good conversation point. It's been waiting for it my whole life. Ready to talk about it. That's pretty much it, man. Alright, thank y'all for watching. Let us know what you think about the classics and what you think a classic is. Let us know what you thought about this album. Let us know what you thought of the review. Let us know what you're gonna have for dinner, because I'm hungry myself and I'm curious. Um, um so anyway, if you do make that effort to leave a comment, I'll make that effort to answer you. We can have a little conversation. And if you want to correct anything or whatever, just keep in mind, other people will come read it. You could be the favorite comment in next week's video. Um, anyway, you can also hit subscribe for more reviews. Hit that like button if you did. And special thanks to the patrons. It's Mel Gadamsey, Chris Prado, Jonathan Burns, DJ Black Hurricanes, Linda Williams. The support will be due to help us get a new camera. They get to tell us what albums to review. And if you want to join a squad for a dollar or more a month, you can come hang out with us and help us get better at all of this from a more actual gear kind of thing anyway it's getting a little late and tired we make music too you can check that out on the channel and have yourselves a great week because we'll get more and also let us know what you think of the part one part two format versus the longer version and yeah i can't think of anything else have a great night Bye. peace